Welcome to the Advisor Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and I'm here with my co-host, John Curry. Good morning, John. Good morning, Steve. We are today going to talk about, I think, a controversial topic and uh, probably a topic that folks are going to be interested to really dive into and listen to, and that is why you should charge a fee and not just work off commission and how to do it. And uh, you've you told me if you, you'd done it years and years ago, but a couple of years ago, you told me, Hey, I'm going to go back to that. I'm going to start doing that. And we're going to see what happens. And it's kind of interesting because you making that change really coincides with your business, just going, you know, like hockey stick performance up. Um, and so why should people think about charging fees? Why is this an important topic? Well, I can address it only from my what I know and what I experienced. I first started charging fees in 2003. And I got a, at the time, there was no what we call a haircut in our business, the company didn't take anything off the top. And um, then later they did. But it was controversial because the people that were leading the agency didn't think we should charge fees. Um, a, a big segment of the company didn't like it. So it was, I was a bit of a maverick, actually. They didn't, they didn't like it. So finally, I just said, you know, well, it's not worth the hassle. Forget it. So I quit. And then about two, two actually it was two and a half years ago, I made the decision that, um, it's like Richard Branson says, one of his books says, screw it, let's do it. So I just said, you know, I, I'm going to charge a fee. Because if you go to the CPA or the attorney, they don't say, well, you know, uh, I'll do all this work for you. And uh, if you like it, then buy this whatever widget. So I wanted to put myself in a position, and I've used this avatar many times, as you know, of being like the doctor. I want to be the doctor. I even have my white, you know, doctor's lab coat that says, John H. Curry, the secure retirement doctor. You've seen that. But I, I just wanted to separate myself from the pack. And we'll get into it more, but what I discovered is when I let people know there is a fee for the planning, and if you decide to move forward on products, that's where I really make my money. I even tell them, I don't make a profit on the fee. I charge the fee to make sure that you're serious and to cover my staff. I want to help everyone. I just don't want to go broke doing so. So this at least covers my overhead. And we can expand on that more, but that's that's why I started doing it. You know, you, you mentioned... Uh the medical profession, and I'm sitting here thinking, th- those guys have orchestrated this. I mean, if you if you want to look at some brilliant salespeople, because mm-hmm. they don't have to really do any selling anymore, right? There was probably a time when they had to do a heck of a lot of selling because they were proposing to do some pretty crazy things for the, the time when medicine really got started 100, 150 years ago. Um, but now, if you want to see a doctor, there's no initial consultation where you go in for no money and, and visit with the doctor to see if you like them. You know, the doctor could be a com- complete jerk, but they've already collected your, your payment and they're billing your insurance company for the five minutes that you're spending with him. Um, and so, uh, and he doesn't have to sell you anything. You're right. And early on at the Million Dollar Roundtable back in the 80s, a guy named Alan Parisi gave a presentation for the main platform saying that the, the world's best salesmen were medical doctors because everything is orchestrated, uh, the way they're positioned. That's, that's when I first got interested in marketing, Steve, was back, I, I 
want to say 83, 84, somewhere in that range. And that's what did it for me. It was, okay, ooh, look at this. He's right. You know, what a role model. And they position themselves properly. They have the authority position. They got diplomas all over the walls, things like that. So that you walk in, you're somewhat intimidated. You're in awe. Oh, my God. I don't dare question the doctor. Now, nowadays, that's turned on them with WebMD and all this. Doctors are getting the same crap we get. But they still have mastered it. You're right. Yeah. Well, they still make you drop your pants. So you're at an immediate disadvantage. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, um, so you started a couple of years ago. Um, and I remember you, you kind of debated about this for a few months before you did it. Um, but you put fees in place. And I, I know what happened next. Business completely tanked, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, fell apart. I, no, actually, what happened is I had people, the first, well, first of all, I was still intimidated a little bit, so I had too low of a fee. So now I tell people my published fee, and I learned this from Robert Cialdini, I don't tell people the low to the top. I don't say it's 1500 3000 or 4500 I now say it's 4500 3000 or 1500 And in some cases, it's much higher, depending upon if we're doing a customized plan for a business owner or estate planning. And... I've had people say, whoa, that's a lot of money. Which one? The 4500 or 3000 or the 15000 Well, they're all a lot of money. Okay. Well, let's talk about what you get for it. So what happened is there was instant, well, I'm going to say instant. I already had pretty good credibility because by the time they get to me, they know that I'm pretty good at what I do. But what it did is it helped improve the credibility because there's no sales pitch. And I tell people, the fee is important because we do the planning. It takes the pressure off of you to have to buy a product and the pressure off me to have to sell a product. So we can work and do what needs to be done. And at the end of the process, we'll give you a summary. There's only four things you can do with the findings. Ignore it. Do nothing. Number two, do it all by yourself. Number three, take it to a competitor. Or number four, work with us. And it's okay, whichever you decide but you will get multiples of value from the fee. And now I've had two people in the last three weeks who said, no, thank you. That could have been a big case. Had we done the investments and the annuities? So will they come back? We'll see in the past. Most of the time they come back, but I may have lost them because I wasn't going to do all the work, hoping to get the money uh, in one case a year from now, in one case, three years from now. I'm not doing that anymore. There's a lot to unpack in this. Um, we'll start unpacking. <laughs> so so let, let's start with um, let's start with how this differentiates you because not every advisor here in little old Tallahassee charges fees. I think probably the my, vast majority, probably 99, 99 and a half percent don't. I would agree. There, I, I can only I can tell you that from, from people that I know person in our business, there's probably 10, maybe 15 of us that I would say charge fees consistently. So how does it how does it help set you apart? Uh, because now I'm not a salesman, I'm more of a professional. So and I tell people, and let me make it clear, like these, I told these two people, um, I charge a fee for the planning, but if you don't want the planning, if you've got something in mind you want to buy, a financial product, life insurance, disability, long-term care, annuities, investments, we'll do that for you. But I think that's a mistake 
because planning comes first, then we'll know the best product today. But if you but if you got your mindset, you want to buy a product. I'm not stupid. My door is open. My shop is open. I'll be happy to sell you whatever you want to buy. And they go, no, 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 I don't want to do that. Well, I don't either because then I don't know if the product's going to help you or hurt you later. But do the planning first, then we'll know what needs to be done. But also, you're going to get so much more than just a product. You're going to get my latest thinking, 45 years of experience of dealing with thousands of people. And that, all of a sudden, they go, wow, you're right. And they write a check. If you're listening to this, there's a little button on your podcast player that will let you go back 30 seconds. Go back 30 seconds and listen to that again, maybe three or four times. And here's why. So, because there's a lot just in that. And um, the, the first thing there, I mean, you've let them know, hey, I'll sell you a product if you want. If you want me to treat you like every other salesman advisor that's out there, I'd be happy to do that, you know? And you're acting kind of as your own advisor. And how do you feel about that? You're sort of, it's almost like you're taking away your expertise. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you said it a little bit differently just then than you said it this morning when we were at breakfast. It was clear this morning that the way you said it, and I think that's probably closer to what you say in front of people, that you're not giving them any planning. You're, they're not getting any expertise if they just buy a product. So there's a little bit of a takeaway there, Mm -hmm. which I think is important because they can't still get the same thing if they aren't paying. Let me tell you how I told a CPA this, my personal CPA, just uh, Wednesday. She's going to do business, decided not to, yes, no, back and forth. So I said, look, you don't have to do business with me. You know other people in our business in town, but by your own admission, you've said that when it comes to knowing how annuities work, that you think I'm the best. She said, you're a master at it. She said, you're the best. I said, then why would you settle for second best? She got real quiet. She goes, well, that doesn't make sense, does it? I said, I don't think it makes sense. I said, but it's your money. Put it wherever you want. I said, but, it, but if you move forward as we agreed and pay the fee for the planning, you'll get much more than that. So now you'll get my expertise in other areas you don't even know about because you've never allowed me to do all that. But I'm not going to do unpaid consulting. When I work with you, I have to write a check for your, your services. So if you want this, it's on the table. I'd be happy to do it for you, but you have to write a check. Now, if you don't want to write a check, you just want to buy the product, then I'll give you my expertise in the product and help you select the best product. And I'll write you a financial prescription for that. So I'll be the financial doctor and you'll be the financial patient. And I'm okay with that too. She's coming in next Thursday at two o'clock to do business. Pay the planning fee, I would imagine. Uh, She's going to do both. She's going to write a check for the planning fee. And we already know that $350,000 is going into a specific annuity. So we've talked about how this gives you the ability to create some differentiation and some positioning. And and it certainly will create authority, particularly when no one else in your market is doing this. But um, the other critical thing that it does is it, it allows you to deal with the elephant in the room right up front. You know, you're going to find out if they are willing to, to spend money, to invest yes. money to solve their problem. Which is, that's the big question. So, I, you know, 
we talked in another one of these episodes, John, about how some advisors will take three and four and five or even more meetings to close a deal, which is crazy, right? Um, because you're you're doing very complex and, and large deals in you know one maybe two meetings often. Some average is probably three, but but here's the key: I don't wait until the third meeting to introduce the product. That's done like yesterday in opening interview. The very first meeting at the, by the end of it hour and 15 minute appointment, they know what they're going to be seeing when they come back in, uh, in two weeks. Right. So, but you're dealing up front with this elephant in the room that at some point here, we're not just talking, you know, if you're going to solve this problem that brought you in the door, there's going to be some money that needs to be invested on your part. And so you're dealing with that up front. And that does two things. Number one, it will repel the people who aren't really interested in investing to solve their problem. Because you're not talking about a lot of money in the grand scheme of things, you know, compared to what they're likely to have to spend to buy product. Correct. In fact, I was talking with a colleague last night. He said, you know, I think you should raise your fees even higher. I said, you're probably correct. But this is working and you can reach a point where you get a little greedy and you charge too much, you, you scare them off. I was charging $750,000, $3,000. And after spending two days with Robert Cialdini, um, most people know that name, but not look him up. Um, I, I, I re- not only did I raise the fee, but I reversed the order way I presented it. And I give myself the ability to charge even more if I want to. Well, and, and, and that's critical. That's one of the things we do as we present our solutions to clients. We always start with the, the highest priced and work our way down because the high priced anchors price then in their mind. That's right. Everything that comes after that is now a relief. Okay. Okay. Everybody listen to carefully what he's just, Steve just shared. So Steve, go back and talk about that again and talk about anchoring and then the rest of it, because there's, you can do this whether you're charging a fee or presenting a life insurance face amount. So start with a higher amount and walk through, say that again slowly and make sure everybody grabs this. Well, the idea is that you, you want to present, generally we will present three packages, three solutions that will solve the problem, sort of a good, better, best. Okay. And we'll start by presenting, well, here's the optimal. Here's what we think that you need given no limitation of budget, and this will get you the results you want the quickest and it'll meet all the things that you've told us that you wanted. And we start with that one and that's always going to be the most expensive one because it's got the most stuff in it. It's got the most benefit um, and the most value based on what they've told us. That's going to be the highest price. Sometimes it's ridiculously higher than others, you know, two, three, four, four, five times higher. But based on what they've told us, in a perfect world, money was no object. This would solve their, their challenge better than anything else. Then we'll present the next one and have its price, whatever that is and whatever's included. And we'll explain all of that. And then we'll have the third one. You know, and usually what we'll tell them is we'll give them the price. So we've come up with, with three solutions. Um, you know, the, the first one is an investment of, X a month, the second one's an investment of Y a month, the third one's an investment of Z a month from high to low. And then we'll wait and see what kind of reaction they have. So let's address that from people listening to this. 
So folks, over the years, all of my career, I even had a manager one time criticize me. You shouldn't be throwing th showing three solutions. You should just go sell one. Tell them what you think they should do. And I said, no. So in my case, let's say you need a million dollars of insurance. We agree on a million dollars. I would tell you about the term up front. We can do term life insurance. We can do whole life insurance, or we can do a combination of the two. Because I want to walk out with a client. I can always upgrade you later. And that's where people get in an argument. Well, whole life is better terms, but who cares? If your family, if you die, your family won't ask me what type of policy it was when I deliver the check. They're just going to say, thank you for the money. So go ahead and tell them the ideal plan is X. $1 million of whole life insurance will cost you $24,000 a year. $1 million of term insurance will cost you $3,000 per year. And we can design a plan that combines the two. So what you've done is you've taken away the fear. Okay, $24,000 compared to $3,000. Well, I can afford $3,000. Well, maybe I can afford sixteen or $17,000 if it's something in between. And that's what you've done. You package the solutions in a manner, and everybody listening can do the same thing, whether it be selling life insurance, disability insurance, long-term care, selling annuities, whatever. Well, and I, you know, I, I've heard this said over and over and over again in books I've read and speeches and presentations I've, I've, I've heard that it, in doing that, I mean, the, the reason to do that is you change the dynamic of the decision. In addition to presenting price in a way that anchors price at the high end, um, you also change the dynamic of the decision. The decision is now not, am I going to buy or not? Yes or no. It's which of these options now you get them focused thinking a little bit differently of which of these options is going to be best for me. And you just said something that I think is critically important. Your biggest concern isn't so much the size of the case that you're going to sell it at that first meeting with that new prospect. That's not a client yet. It's acquiring the client. Correct. All right, let me address that. One of our industry legends that many of the people listening to this will remember, uh, John Savage, had a phrase I learned back in the 80s when I uh, got to know him. He says, you cannot have rabbit stew until you catch the rabbit. Until then, you have vegetable stew. You've got potatoes and carrots. But until you catch the rabbit, you don't have rabbit stew. And that stuck with me in the sense that during the majority of my career, Steve, I did the, the first amount of business was typically a large chunk of term insurance. Then as I learned more and more, definitely so. Because our first obligation should be to protect your family in the event of your death or disability. So if it's all term, I don't care. I want the relationship. Over time, we will upgrade it as the person makes more money. So I would, I would take it another level of saying, why do you even want them as a client? The first sale is just to get them into your herd or your flock. I like to use flock because I believe I'm a shepherd protecting my flock. So you're, you want to get them in the gates. And you, and if you're, but if you've got commission breath, all you're trying to do is sell them something to make the highest commission, you're going to lose them. Just take care of them. Get them inside. Get, get them there where they're like, wow, I, I, feel, I feel like I'm being taken care of and protected here. And then grow with them. Grow. Well, here's where I think coming back around to fees, where the fees fit in. If you're charging a fee that more or less covers your overhead to process that case, yes. then any commission you make is profit. 
And now you don't have to worry so much about the level of the fee because you're not trying to pay your overhead, uh, or excuse me, with the level of the commission. You're not trying to pay your overhead out of the commission. Well, and I would say, well, and just to finish that thought, I think one of the the way that you explain the purpose of the fee, which you always explain it as, look, you see that I've got these people on my team, and they're the ones that are going to be doing the work, and it it allows me to pay them to do this work for you. Yes. And you connect that dot for them and you tell them, I'm not really making a profit out of this. It allows me to, to pay these people. You know, people understand they're not going to go to work for free themselves. And, um, and so it now, it, it, I think it tying all of this together, it makes presenting that fee not only a powerful thing to do, but an easier thing to do. Plus, it's the reason. See, Chow Denny would tell you, you tell someone, even though we talk about not explaining or justifying, see, I charge the fee because it is paying for the people who are behind the scenes doing the things for you. And when I'm traveling or when I'm with other clients and I'm not available, they're the ones who will take care of you. So the word because is very powerful. I want to share this though. When I go to the top of the table meetings, you know what people talk about all the time and the most popular sessions is on prospecting prospecting. How do I get in front of new people? I don't care how long you've been doing this or what your level. I, I, I do pretty good. I'm top of the table every year. You know, um, we all have the same issue. It's just a matter of the size of it. You know, is it, do you have um, a need for a million dollars a year? Is it $2 million a year? Uh, is it 300000 a year? It's just zeros. You know, we all have the same problem. The things that come up every time is prospecting, how to do a better job of marketing, how do I develop my staff, which I know we're going to do, I think, in the next episode. Uh, do I charge fees or not charge fees? Which product do I sell? We're all struggling with the same damn thing. doesn't matter what you sell for a living. And everybody, everybody's selling something, you know, even the employee going to work. You know, you're selling the boss on giving you a job or letting you keep your job. So I, I just think that the fees are a way to – not only cover some, some of the overhead, if not all of it, but it lets me tell you by taking action that you have to invest in yourself. And if you're not willing to invest in yourself, why would I give you my most precious asset, which is my time? I think there's so many multiple ways of looking at why the fee works that um, I, I was telling Ed yesterday, one of my colleagues, I said, you know, we've we got two people we may lose. I'd rather lose them than to do all the work in two or three meetings, hoping to get their business down the road. Because in both cases, nothing's going to happen now. One's going to be a year, one's going to be three years before the money is in motion. So why would I do all that work hoping to get it? I'd rather keep in touch with them. And then as we get closer, if they change their mind, come on in. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So to, to sort of bring this to a close, you've got a couple of stories that have happened recently you were sharing with me um, that I think are, are really, really powerful examples of this. And part of the way the fee works is that it creates incredibly loyal, well-bonded clients. I mean, they've bought in. Because they've invested in their relationship with you, They've bought in now and you can serve them better because they're not looking at you as a salesman anymore, which is, I think, I think that's a bad way. You look at all the problems that, you know, politicians complain about in financial services. Most of the time it comes from the fact that 
the you know, advisors are acting as nothing more than a salesperson trying to make a commission rather than as you like to describe yourself, the shepherd who is protecting the flock and doing that in a professional way. Um, it gets them in the flock in a really unique way. They feel bonded to that. And so um, tell us about these, these couple of stories. I think they're very powerful. Well, thank you for the opportunity to do it. And uh, last Thursday, we had a gentleman come in. April and I have been working with him. And he's going through some tough times. He's came to one of our seminars. He's, he's, he's participated in several webinars. He's a good guy. And when he came in for his first meeting, he said, look, I, I, I don't have any money. I have no spare money to pay the fee. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm going through a, a separation, going to be a divorce. And he, he said, I don't have any money. I will in January when I retire and get this chunk of money. And I genuinely like the guy. So I'm sitting there thinking to myself, okay, you know, this is my university, it's University of John, so I can give a scholarship if I want to. So as I looked at it and I turned to April, I said, April, I, 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 we're going to give this gentleman a scholarship. I said, I don't want the fee to stand in the way of you getting the help you need. So forget about the fee. He said, well, what would it be? And I said, 1500 Stop, stop there for a second. Go ahead. Okay. So you told him what the fee would be. Oh, yes, because he had to appreciate the value. Hmm. He, I had to make sure he under, always, folks, always make sure people understand the value of what you're doing. And if you put a fee on it, a, a value of the fee, now you've set that value, haven't you? That's another reason to charge a fee. You can always waive it. You can always say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do this for you. And I'll tell you about one yesterday, but, but I'm going to come back to this guy. Now, here's what he did. I didn't see him for two, I don't know, two or three weeks. So he comes in last Thursday, and um, uh, April joined us by phone, and he slid a check in front of me for $500. I said, what's that for? He said, I can't afford to pay you $1,500, but I can, I can afford to pay $500 now, and I can pay $500 uh, each time over the next two or three months. And he had made the check out to our firm, you know, uh, not the proper uh, – firm. And I said, wow, I'm so impressed. And by then April was on the call. I, I said, um, and on Skype, I said, I'm so impressed what you did. Uh, in my mind, you have elevated yourself even higher than I thought you were. You're a gentleman and I'm very impressed. And I pushed the check back. I said that I told you no, no feed that I was giving you a scholarship on this one. So please keep the money. And you could just see him like the appreciate, I got show bumps. The appreciation was like off the charts. Fast forward to this Monday, past Monday at four o'clock. Uh, I told this lady and her husband, uh, if you came in off the street, I would charge you the three thousand dollar fee, but we'll do it for fifteen hundred because of uh, I think we'll end up doing business. And they thought about it, got back to us. Yes, we'd like to move forward. Didn't know if they would or not. Well, this past Monday, she said, "Look, things have improved. I have some more money." Uh, let me pay the additional $1,500. And I said, wow, thank you so much for that offer. Uh, but no, we agreed on $1,500, so that's what we're going to do. Thank you for offering that. So I made sure that she knew I appreciated it, and I let her know, yes, uh, we would normally have charged that. You're correct, but we agreed to $1,500. That's what we're going to do. And I said, I'd rather you take that $1,500 and use that to pay some of the premiums on the $618 a month life insurance premium that you're getting. So I'd rather you invest it in yourself instead of giving me that. 
So that covered, you know, two or three quarters of my premiums for her on a sale with me. So those are the two stories. And then one yesterday, uh, we could charge a fee. I didn't. I let them know that if you were working with me, the fee would be $3,000. But because of your relationship with Ed, I'm not going to charge a fee. But I wanted them to know the level of the fee. Why? Again, it establishes value that if you want my knowledge, my skill, my wisdom, my expertise, you've got to pay for it. Just like paying the doctor, the lawyer, the CPA, the engineer, whoever, plumber. You know, we. I want to make sure we remind folks before we wrap up. All, all of this stuff that we talk about in sales and marketing, because we can get kind of geeked out on all these different techniques and strategies and all of that. and. All of it, while you and I both love making money, and I don't think there's anything in the world wrong with that if you're delivering value. Yes. It, it's all of this stuff is in service of the, the people that we want to be a hero to. Yes. And if you're not doing it that reason, you're, you're going to fail. You will fail eventually. So is, I, I, you've heard me say this a thousand times. It's purity of intent. What's in your heart? Why are you doing it? I want to make as much money as the marketplace will pay me. If that's if, if I earn ten million dollars, that's because the marketplace that I choose to serve saw that much value. I tell people this, and I got this from Dan Sullivan. You're making exactly what you're worth, and I've had people get angry. It, it just happened last week. Uh, excuse me, it was on Monday, and the guy got angry. He says, "What, what the hell do you mean by that? I deserve more." I said, "No, you don't." You don't, because you're not doing the things to make yourself more valuable to your employer. He, he works for one of my clients. He said, well, what, how do I make myself more valuable? I said, agree to do more, study, and grow. I said, I tell my own staff this all the time. You want to make more money? I would love to pay you $100,000 a year. I would, I would dearly love just write you a check for 100 grand. And when you bring the value to the table to make yourself worth 100 grand, I will pay you 100 grand. Until then, I'm going to pay you what you're getting. You want more? Bring more value. Educate yourself. Get better. Don't go home and watch television. Go home and read a book. Listen to a podcast on the way instead of music. It scrambles your brain like, you know, like oatmeal. Come on, man. Grow. When you have the courage to do that, Steve, all of a sudden, the world changes for you. Now, let's go back to something else because I know this is difficult for some people. I'm going to do some face-to-face -face training at our office in Tampa on Friday, September 20th. And every time I do these things, people say, yeah, but I can't do this. I can't do that. You know what? I couldn't either. Let's be clear. All you want is a conversation with someone. Let's break it down to the tiniest, tiniest thing. How do you have a conversation? Well, telephone or face-to-face. -face. Now, some of you, Taking geeks, you can get on there and do a chat room or something and text and type. I hate texting. I hate typing. I don't do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, if you ever get a text from me or an email longer than one paragraph, you'll know that somebody sat beside me and did it because I didn't do it. Or I dictated it with Dragon Nashville speaking. But it's, it's a conversation. And if what they want or need matches up with what you're selling, do business. That's it. That's all sales is. I got something to sell. I've got this beautiful bottle of water. I'd love to sell it to you, Steve. Are you thirsty? You go, no, I'm not. 
okay, you're not going to buy it today? Nope. Well, I might be thirsty tomorrow. Yeah, but if you're thirsty tomorrow, it's like you have this bottle handy, so when you're thirsty, you got it. That makes sense. So you're going to buy it now? So if you gave me an objection, no, I don't need it. I'm not thirsty. But I counted that. Well, you might be thirsty tomorrow, though. So why don't you go ahead and get it now while I'm here and you're here? It's just a conversation. It's the same thing, but if I can get you to pay the fee, like in that analogy, you bought it now, you'll have benefit from it later. And the way you work on this, ladies and gentlemen, is to constantly make yourself stronger and more confident so that you know you're worthy of whatever you're charging. For a while, I didn't feel worthy of the higher fee, so I, I, I shortchanged myself. And truthfully, the client too. And it goes, it's true of everything, bottle of wine. If you pay $100 for a bottle of wine, you think it's more valuable and better than the $10 bottle of wine. It might be the same damn wine, just in a different bottle looking different. But the, the price changes your behavior around it. Bingo. And if you study anything on uh, sales psychology and human behavior, that's just, that's just the way it is. It doesn't mean it's right. Some people listen to this are going to say, Oh my God, you that's 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 not good. That's it's a fact. So embrace it, use it to your advantage, just don't hurt a client in the process. Protect your client. And then you won't have any trouble with regulators or compliance either because you did the right thing. Absolutely. Well, John, thank you again. Uh, I always learn something when we're uh, having these conversations, and I've got notes here. Uh, folks, I hope you've got some, some notes and thoughts that you've written down. Uh, do us a favor, share this episode with an advisor that you care about, share it within your agency, uh, and, uh, let them know about it. You can send them to advisorinnercircle.com and they can subscribe there. Speaking of that, let me share something I just found out this week, folks, uh, two of my friends, some of they have shared this across, uh, some of the guardian, uh, agencies, Steve. And words are getting out there. People are saying, wow, you know, uh, thank you for a great, uh, I don't think I've told you about this morning, but um, I meant to. So I don't, if I told you, remind me that my brain was like 9,000 things this morning for the hour and a half we're together. But uh, words getting out. Uh, there are pe people are saying, wow, you guys are, are creating something of value. I want part of that. How do I get it? What's the cost? Said, no cost. Just, just subscribe to it. And we're doing it because it's fun to do. And if it helps you, great. Uh, we know it'll help you if you use it, but we're just having fun doing what Absolutely. we love doing. Yeah. Great way to spend a Friday morning. Yes, well, folks, is. thanks for being here again. And John, in the next episode, we're going to talk about team and staff development. I like the word team better than staff, and I think you probably do too. That's why I call them a team, Team Curry. That's right. We're going to break that down. So stay tuned for that, folks.